0: Casting Vote by Roger Barker. Episode 1 of Finella's Dilemmas in the Misadventurers in North Wales series. to barge in, Fenella, but we need to
1: talk. Jeff, what's woman about last night's vote? If it's any consolation, I thought you should have been there. We all knew this meeting behind closed doors was bound to be a grudge match. Probably a blessing to be spared the ordeal. Oh, believe me, you were lucky to dodge the bullet. Which way did it go? Deadlock. Didn't all seven trustees show up? We did. Then how did you all fail to come to a decision? I abstained. Still in two minds about this media circus masquerading as an art exhibition? Mmm, Fred, saw. So.
0: That's why I'm here. The others thought I was the least biased member of the board to see you. What? They want a referee? As the gallery's manager, you have the casting vote in exceptional circumstances such as these. Oh, I was hoping it wouldn't come to that. Both sides agreed that they would abide by your decision whichever way it went.
1: You know this won't end well. Each faction was sure you'd make the right decision. Think that cosy consensus will hold up after I announce my take on the judgement of Solomon? Don't worry. Whichever way you go, the losers won't hold it against you. For
0: very long. Well, not for a few years, anyway. Still in two minds like me? I'm afraid
1: so, Monica.
0: That's why local bookies are giving odds on your decision.
1: What? Really? Already? Fred so. I thought the decision was taken behind closed doors.
0: It was, but everyone was predicting a stalemate. Besides, this is a small town and
1: word gets round. So, not only will I alienate half the board, but I'll also have to put my foot down on the gas pedal every time I drive past the local branch of Ladbrooks. No pressure then. No one warned me about this sort of thing when I embarked on a career promoting community arts. Okay, what does your gut instinct tell you? Not to allow my views on contemporary art to cloud, cloud my, my judgement. Judgment. Mm. You don't like Jed Landon very much, do you? It's not so much him as an individual, even though he comes across as the Donald Trump of modern art. Well, What then? It's the whole art as a commodity culture that he represents. Mm. Sometimes I just think it's got to the point where you might as well exhibit several million dollars in cash inside a transparent bomb-proof box and call it something like Honesty. Wouldn't
0: it be easier and more artistic to simply write a cheque and place it under a giant magnifying glass? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think kids of today will recognise a cheque when they see it? Maybe we'd have to wait a few more years until cheques officially become retro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we jest,
1: but Landon has
0: pretty much read our minds. Absolutely. Stage one. Sign a multi-million dollar contract with that creepy hedge fund manager, Crispian Smart, to provide ten works of art within the next decade at a rate of one per year. Stage two. tour this contract around the world as a piece of art in its own right. Stage three. Ride the wave of commercialised controversy. I mean, how blatant can you be? Ah, But the contract is a work of art in its own right, produced on parchment like a medieval monastic manuscript, complete with lavish illustrations and elegant calligraphy.
1: Yes, but he's clearly having a laugh at the expense of the art establishment. Surely that's a good thing. He's trying to have his cake and eat it. The contract might have its technical merits, but so does the work of most forgers. Mm. The concept is undeniably original, I'll give it that. But does it have genuine inspiration? Honestly, look at the gaudy, bloated display case housing all ten pages of this contract.
0: The Ten Commandments.
1: (laughs) Every piece of paper borne aloft by a pornographic cherub suspended on hooks from a Rococo gantry.
0: Surely that's where Art meets
1: Shawbiz with a nod to Jeff Koons? He's not being ironic, Monica. Do you know how he intends to promote it on tour? We were told that each
0: corner of the exhibit will have a fashion model dressed like a 1930s cinema
1: usherette offering visitors chocolate coins from trays. And for reasons that quite elude me, there'll be an elderly lady dressed in something alarmingly diaphanous who will move in mysterious ways, blowing bubbles and raspberries. I don't know. Perhaps he's making art more
0: accessible for people who wouldn't normally visit art galleries. Oh
1: please, Ched Landon never struck me as someone on a mission to democratise art. He's
0: doing his best to be more inclusive. There'll be interactive features included for kids.
1: A series of tubes where you can pump air into the display case so that £50 notes swirl around like a bank vault snow globe. Oh, he's
0: also invited the local schools to get involved on the opening day when he comes here.
1: He's asking for 50 primary school kids to sit quietly and without moving in front of the display case to project awe and wonder. So, for three hours. Good luck with that. This man has evidently never done practical childcare. He thinks they'll
0: keep still if they can all have their faces painted for free afterwards as a reward for being good.
1: (laughs) This man is an egomaniac on steroids. He signs up with a disreputable chancer like a rock star negotiating a long-term record deal and then insists that this outrageous act of self-promotion must include a non-prestigious gallery in his nationwide tour to show that he cares for the little people of the art world. So...
0: Our gallery's the charity case. But we're truly blessed. Well, give Jed the benefit of the doubt. He originally wanted to charge admission, but relented when we told him that it
1: was against our gallery's policy. That's just provisional at this stage. We've yet to get that confirmed.
0: There is one advantage to be in a third-rate gallery: no room for the accompanying piece entitled "Bite in the End That
1: Feeds You." It's just pushing tolerance of his Opule's rebel image beyond the absolute limit.
0: Have you seen
1: it? <laughs> a body cast of his sponsor bending over. And a supply of seaside rock which punters can buy and push up an aperture in his rear end. Oh, oh.
0: I suppose as long as this makes money, Crispy and Smart is shameless
1: enough to accept almost anything. If they waive admission charges, exhibiting pro bono in our galleries bound to cost them a small fortune, what with the insurance and security costs, they're going to have to make up for it big style in all their premier division galleries Mm. where they're playing to paying customers. Mm. But Jed is hardly short of a few quid at the moment. Unlike us, and that's why the pro-Landon faction on the board is so keen for me to go down on my knees and yell a resounding yes! Not least because our cafe will sell more cups of tea and sandwiches in a week than they do for the rest of the year.
0: You're becoming a hard and cynic, Fenella Wentworth-Hughes. Next thing we know, you'll go all Johnny Rotten on the last day of the Sex Pistols American tour and snarl, ever get the feeling you've been cheated?
1: (laughs) Okay, I have to accept that all art is a matter of taste.
0: Surely it's all about quality. And don't say in the eye
1: of the beholder. Technique, certainly. Originality, preferably. But soul, essentially. But wouldn't you concede that there is good art and bad art? At the risk of sounding like crispy and smart... Oh, careful. I'll admit that there are markets for particular artists that go up and down over time as big names go in and out of favour. But... You know as well as I that there are classics, cult favourites, niche names and trends that are often wildly unpredictable. That's an excessively diplomatic assessment. (laughs) Money can obviously give an artist stability in heritage terms as well as a bank balance during their lifetimes. However... At the end of the day, my job is essentially to promote local artists, encourage greater community involvement and facilitate inclusivity. Jed Landon does none of those things. Even if he finds 50 school kids, he'll stay eerily quiet and still for three hours. But it creates a buzz like no other
0: living artist at the moment.
1: He's merely a sensationalist. Don't
0: artists have a duty to to challenge, to subvert? Look at Banksy, you have a grudge and respect for him, don't you?
1: I understand that Jed sees our local artists as stale and cliched, but I personally think that what most of them produce is charming, resonant, well-crafted and reflective of the area in which they live. In any case, beauty is never bland. But... They don't say anything new. No, I'm, I'm not against innovation in art. Well, as you know, I appreciate Basquiat as much as an old master. Both have genuine talent. Well, on the other hand, Jed Landon's output is the work of a spoilt 14-year-old being overindulged on an epic scale. I don't know how he gets away with it. Look,
0: we can debate this forever, but his people need an answer by the end of this afternoon. Are you really going to say no to their offer? Oh,
1: I have to be objective about this. Professional? Precisely. I have to put my own preferences and prejudice to one side. Alright,
0: let's weigh up both sides of the argument, starting with reasons to say yes to Jed's
1: time-limited offer.
0: Preliminary
1: agreement. It hasn't been finalised yet.
0: Okay, so we know they've waived admission fees and offered to cover security and insurance
1: costs... (laughs) When you imagine how much this insanity is valued at, even I have to admit that their offer to foot the insurance cost almost borders on the philanthropic. It would raise our profile. It's a real coup for such a small gallery.
0: Visitor numbers will dramatically increase. It's an extra attraction for tourists. As you said, it'll be a boom time for the cafe and we can at last demonstrate that new artists are not being overlooked. When you put it like that,
1: it's a no-brainer. Your prejudices apart, are there actually any negative points? The local artists whose exhibition will need to be postponed? Oh, by a whole week! Try telling them! They'll get over it! Look at it from their point of view. They've geared themselves up for a particular date, only to discover that they've been unceremoniously demoted in our event schedule and expected to humbly step aside for the enfant terrible of contemporary art. And, to rub salt into the wound, They're then told by the art market's golden child that their venue has been chosen on the grounds that he's doing us a favour. It's a sacrifice worth paying. But not by you, Monica. you worry too much. (laughs) You think? Just after Jed publicly branded their wildlife, landscape and portrait work as banal and derivative. Discretion was never one of his strong points. And yet, how often do we get an opportunity like this? Even if it is a poison chalice.
0: Never. Not even once in a blue moon. Do you see my dilemma? Suppose you'll have to assume the submissionary position.
1: <laughs> Maybe we could offer our locals an extended run and a more lavish opening night by way of compensation? Can't say fairer than that. And yet. What? I feel like some sycophantic lackey expected to bow and scrape.
0: Or bend over like Mr Smart's effigy. It
1: all becomes so political! If you do object,
0: you'll be seen as some old reactionary making an outdated stand against progress.
1: Or even worse, a censor.
0: Suppose you could come down with a sudden illness and be unavailable for a couple of weeks?
1: Oh, I can run, but I can't hide. Hello? Stephen? Jed's agent. Already? Yes, yes, I, I, I am in. Put her through. Hello, Francesca? Absolutely, we have come to a decision. What? Certainly, we have always understood that the terms of our provisional agreement might be subject to change before it was finally agreed. Oh, really? Well, that was rather unexpected. Well, as you can appreciate, we'll have to consider this new development before we can come to a decision. What's he saying? Will it take long? No. No, I think I can definitely assure you that we'll get back to you by the end of play today. Yes? By the end of the afternoon at the latest, you have my word. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. Bye -bye, bye -bye, bye -bye, Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What were all that about? Gosh, I I take it all back. Money has its place in art after all.
0: (gasps) You've sold out.
1: Who's who's saying I can be bought? Then how does money suddenly become art salvation? They hadn't received the insurance quotes on a building like this before contacting us and <gasps> made unrealistic assumptions. Is this all about security? Well, our gallery wasn't built to hang Mona Lisas. You mean nobody
0: thought to look us up first on Google? Someone just closed their eyes and pointed their finger over a map like pinning the tail on a donkey. I think
1: we were an afterthought.
0: So, they want us to make a decision about allowing them to charge visitors? And
1: waiving the gallery's strict free admissions policy. Oh, are you going to get in touch with the trustees? (laughs) Within the next few hours. I'd have better luck tracking down Jimmy Hoffa or the legendary lost Nazi gold train. Gold train, oh. <laughs> yeah, besides, even if I did, would their decision be any different from last night? I suppose you have a point. I shall naturally go through the motions, but apart from Wendy Evans, the chances of anyone else being accessible at short notice is 100 to 1. <laughs> no feelings of regret? Only that my contract is an unlavishly illustrated parchment and put on display so that everyone can see I'm a martyr to community arts. Oh,
0: we can get the school kids to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Finella Wentworth-Hughes was played by Fiona Rodrigo and Monica Dillon was played by Jess Nesling. The music was composed and performed by Polly Ver. The recording was engineered by Neiman Brown at Novocaine Studios, London, edited and mastered by Tom Percy at The Rhythm Rooms, Formby. Casting Vote was a North Wales misadventure directed by Vanessa LeBrie for Ed Stevenson Productions.